you're at a place you just discovered. And being an American Express Platinum card member with Global Dining Access by Resi helped you score tickets to quite the dining experience. Okay, chef. You're looking at something you've never seen before, much less tasted. After your first bite, you say nothing because you're speechless. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your dining experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app and answer a few questions. With Angie, you can book instantly at an upfront price or request and compare quotes from multiple pros so you can find the best price for your project. So the next time you have a home project, just Angie that and start getting the most out of your home. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 812. What you got on the Nerdist Corkboard? I got a fun one because uh, I just uh, got back from the uh, Laughing Skull Comedy Festival. And after one of my shows, I had people come out from the show because they enjoyed the intros to the Nerdist. What? Also, to a lesser extent, the rest of the Are podcast, I suppose. You're intro famous. Uh, but I met a guy named Alex who has a podcast called the 2v1 Podcast. And it's him and his buddies. And they do it about uh, video games. And they are not guys who are in the industry. They are just dudes who love video games and debate. They have different tastes. So it's a lot of times one of the guys taking on the other two about things. And I've actually been listening. I started listening on the flight back from the festival. And it's a really good podcast. And Alex is a really cool guy. So I wanted to give him a nice little shout out. Yeah. Great. What's the, I thought it would be funny if it was two people who just didn't know video games. <laughs> All right, Alex, here's what you do. Come Doc, close. knock them. You got to lose the other two guys. We got to find two dupes and you start explaining them video games. Alex, don't let Kyle get in your ear. No, he's Alex, a bad influence. No, this is a solid You're just massaging his ego You're because you said you liked him. Now he's mentioning star. a thing. No, don't. Big, bright, shining star. Alex, don't. I mean, yes, Alex, you are a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> but don't let Kyle get in your head. Don't uh, ditch the I'm other guy. What's the other there. guy's name? I don't know. I only know the name of the star because he's the one who paid to see me. Oh, my God. <laughs> you s- <laughs> Look, man, when the other two paid the cash, you understand how this works. You what are the name of all those people who didn't pay to see your shows? Solipsistic son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, Katie. Zeke Donnelly, who has made things such as The Adventures of Soulstar and The Kings of Neverland, uh, brings his latest mixed media epic to life. By the way, Zeke is awesome. Yeah. If you ever listen to Harmontown, you have heard him. So his new book, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, and Seek, um, I wish you had told me how to say this, but it's Alain Vital. Alain Vital is a comic art book with narrative Alain that spans, sure, that spans uh, uh, beyond the pages into music videos and more. Um, it's about a robot that is given a soul, and he searches two lifetimes of memories to discover he may be more human than he thinks. Uh, they could have called it Soul Robot. Yeah. <laughs> Soulbot. Soulbot. And Seek, if you don't know, is a brain aneurysm survivor, and he lost most of his own memories. And so he is using this to help himself remember some of his own memories. That's his incredible. own Soul yeah. Robot. It's really interesting. Uh, it's produced by Dan Harmon and Feral Audio and published by Nerd Nation. And so if you go to SeekDonnelly.com, you can get more info, find out where to get it, and Seek is spelled S-I-I-K-E. Excellent. Thank nice. you, Katie Levine, and thank you, Kyle. Uh, also, we're doing uh, two live podcasts at San Diego Comic-Con. What? On the Saturday of Comic-Con in San Diego. And then Friday, I'm doing a stand-up 
uh, show from the oh, all new ID10 T Tour Joke Mups, yeah. And then uh, I've just uh, put tickets on sale for the Wilbur Theater in Boston, November fourth. More dates in the fall to come. Uh, Boston just went up sooner than the other ones for some reason. But if you go to ID10T.com, remember one of these very intros? You were asking people, please buy tickets for the Wilbur to try to get people to come out. Now look at you. Well, That's I'm kind of neat. Mm, I mean, the truth is, I still want to beg people to come out. To <laughs> see me. Trying, I'm sure they're just sick of it. So <laughs> trying to, you know, I'm trying to downplay it a little bit. Like, hey, you know, if you want to come out to the show, please come out to the show, please. <laughs> please come out to the show. This episode is Maria Bamford, who is one of my favorite people and comedians. She's a treasure of the earth. Of all time. Maria Bamford is a treasure of the earth. I absolutely adore Maria Bamford. Uh, this is her third time on the podcast. And she is a remarkable individual, not just because of how her brain works, but also uh, just stuff that she's had to navigate that she's very cool and open about that she is incorporated into her comic genius. And uh, Lady Dynamite is her show. It is a Netflix show. And you should absolutely fucking watch Lady Dynamite. It is great. It is Maria in a show. It is just it is what's what inside Maria's head, but in a show. Uh, so please watch that and support amazing things like Maria Bamford, the episode uh, 812 here on the Nurse Podcast with Maria Bamford. Katie, please roll the thing. Kyle. Wait, are you Kyle from the Nerdist Podcast intros? No, I'm the guy who does the Jackie and Laurie show. Oh. <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com. Excited that you are here. Oh, no, thank Bamford. you, thank you so much for having me. And I've heard, anyways. Well, we'll talk all about everything. What? What do you want to talk about? Well, well you, you're you're doing wedding plans, and so I'm yes, excited yes, for yes, you. Yes, yes. Thank you. You are a married lady now. Oh, really? Congratulations! You, 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 you. Good marriage. It's pretty fun. Good. It's pretty fun. It's like, it's what's weird is like people are really. Uh, you get like this welcoming feeling, like into like a. A weird community of like, we support you. <laughs> if you guys have any problems down the line, give us a call. It can get hard. Hey, not every day is going to be like a first date. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. They're just so, it's really l- lovely. You know, it's not the days where you're, where stuff is happening. Sometimes it's the days where nothing's happening. Yeah. Those are the days you really got to find. Every minute counts. Yeah. Just I appreciate it. Yeah, I love word, each other. Day by day, you Gratitude. Know. Your partners, though, you know, it's like your partners. You're a team. You're a team. You're a two person It's not team. your fault. Your fault. Yeah. We do this together. <laughs> do you do you feel that way? Yeah, I do. I do actually. But but it has taken me like it takes my, like a cognitive shift. Like I think I've had to like go. Oh right, he's he's trying his best too. it's not just (laughs) it's not just me yeah you know no no it's a no we got we got a therapist about three months into dating because i was just like okay i I, both of us are older and we're like let's make this fucking work right we can do this we can do this like i mean we're just both all all in just because it's i I just don't I, i thought I thought it was supposed to come naturally. I do not believe that at all anymore. Like now I'm just like I'm all for effort. 
put in put in the the effort, and that uh, that's good enough for me. Well, I think anyone who's who's had anxiety or depression, or even if you haven't, and like consistent happiness really does take work. Yeah, it's not something that just happens at <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to you have to see you have to seek it out. You have to see things that are positive. You yes. have to experience it. Yes. It's, it's not just like. What the fuck? It's yeah. not like a fucking bus that you're waiting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Where the fuck is this bus? Where's yeah? Where's the happy bus? There's no happy bus. bus. <laughs> I've been waiting here for like a year. <laughs> where's the fucking happy bus? Unless some people do seem to have a happy bus though every day, like they're pumped about everything. Like, like my mom, my mom as she gets older, and I think I do get genuinely more grateful for things as I get older. Like, look at this wonderful table. <laughs> I kind of want to find out the details of how this all came about and then take take enjoyment in it. You well, know? <laughs> I think because as you get older, you realize that and that most things are work and 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 hard, hard, hard. and take effort. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when you see that someone took the time uh-huh, yeah. to like make a maho- make this mahogany table yeah, with yeah. the thick planks and put in these little pieces there, yeah. and there's like. That is I, that t- you appreciate how much work things yeah, are. Yeah, and put and put this whole room together. Did you pick this wallpaper? Yeah, it's wonderful. It's great. Yeah, it's the fuzzy. Um, it's the fuzzy Star Wars it's wallpaper. Fuzzy. It's fuzzy. Maria Bamford goes over to wall to touch said fuzzy wall. There it is. It's fabric paper. It's great. <laughs> that is delightful. We gotta get you some of this for your house. Oh my god, I. I mean, I I think. I would, what if I got some a roll of it? Then I would give it to Jackie because I know that my friend Jackie, Jackie Cajun, Cajun. She would love it. Jackie Cajun. She did. She did. They record in the same room. Uh, meltdown. Meltdown. Okay. Well, she's wonderful. Dork Forest Podcast. Jackie Cajun. And she is a a beacon of hope, as she says, in terms of relationships. Like uh, you know, didn't have uh, meet her husband until she was forty, and I. Uh, I just I held on to her like a little life raft, <laughs> and um, and uh, you just got to find somebody who's all in, and that's what I did. And uh, it's it's really fun. Yeah, we get to have meals together, a lot of meals together. Yeah, you have a lot of meals. Yeah, you have a lot. You they keep lot coming. Meals keep because you got to keep eating, so you got to <laughs> you should eat them together. Yeah. It's good eating together. If you're not eating the majority of your meals together, there might Oof. be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> Don't take your food in your office or work yeah, yeah. Office. Like, You haven't been at breakfast lately. Well, maybe I don't want breakfast. Oh, wait a minute. Deal breaker. Are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> or do you just not like breakfast? Hey guys, it's your support group. Sometimes marriages go through gay patches. <laughs> Which, you know what? I'm all for it. Like, I mean, now that I realize, like... I dated somebody who I, I remember they revealed, you know, just were vulnerable enough to tell me that they had had, you know, were bisexual. And I think I, you know, was freaked out by that. And now I just think, oh, what a jackass I was. Like, you know, like everybody's got different things that are going to freak you out because whatever it is, their weird thing is like I have my weird thing that isn't scary to me because it's me. Right. But, you know, so it's like, oh. You work it out. Work it out, people. Um, nobody's going to be perfect. So do you and, feel like it's a good idea to present all your weird stuff up front to another person to just get it all on the table? Or do you like to – do you like the discovery process? I like the discovery process. But I also like uh, – yeah, I think everybody knows 
there's gonna be like, there's gonna be stuff. You, but, but you, of course, you don't. Uh, I don't put it up front just because it's 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 tiresome. Yeah, yeah. you want to have a little excitement, like oh, the third date, like you brought your credit report. You know, like wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> so low. <laughs> I didn't know that. It's a how lot do you, of inquiries. How do you get to this go? is a lot of inquiries here. <laughs> how do you get to go places? <laughs> <laughs> Let's. A lot of addresses. There's a lot of addresses up here. You can probably take some of those off. I, I don't. I you know. I think no, we all kind of have this because you know. I I, I don't. I, I imagine that living in a culture that's so um, influenced by by entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's like a hundred years ago, people were not as influenced by entertainment as they are now. Yeah. I feel like there's much more idealized probably improper views of how things are so you know because of romantic right. movies romantic yes. comedy it's like oh we live in a notting hill world where it's just like all the time is just gonna be like that moment in a bookshop and you know like my therapist had said hey you know every, no relationship is ideal every relationship is gonna have stuff sooner or later no matter even if you go oh if i really just was with that person everything would be perfect like well probably not and you you have your stuff, they have their stuff, and you kind of just no. You have to figure out how to fold it together and accept each other. Work it out. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, I mean, and and things, or at least if I feel like the things that I was most uh, fearful about are the things that we now embrace. Like, we work through that together. Like, that's our victory of like whatever. Um, like, I think my beloved husband. Uh, I think he was a little concerned about my mental health history, although um, he was awesome about it. Like he was like, listen, if you ever have to go in the psych ward, I know sometimes they don't let you have sharp things. And women, a friend of mine went in, they, sometimes women grow a beard. I, I'd come in and shave your beard. I was like, well, <laughs> well that's about the most romantic thing I ever did here. <laughs> Maria Bamford stroking her fake beard. <laughs> She's doing her beard stroking face work. That yeah. is, th- those are, those are yeah. loving words. That's it's so beautiful. Oh, so lovely. <laughs> so beautiful. But I think he was anxious about that and um, nervous that uh, that I might be unsafe and for good reason. You know, like, I mean, yeah, you don't know how somebody's going to be until over long periods of time. T- things take time, like a friend. Like, I, I started looking back to my friendship and going, did I trust my friends immediately? No. Like, I was like, she seems like kind of a bitch for like the first, <laughs> you know, two months. And then like a year in, I'm like, you are so wonderful. Like it just, it takes a huge amount of time. And, and also there is the human risk. There is the fact that sometimes people um, let each other down. And if I, uh, you know, let's say my beloved husband, if he did, you know, whatever, leave me for some reason what an awesome risk to have taken you know what right. i'm saying like i just go i uh we t- did i looked into the or we, we both looked into the prenuptial thing because yeah. i was because uh, we're both older and and just thought oh maybe we should look through that just as a responsible thing to do but that seemed just going through that paperwork stuff seems so like um all about um at least for me seemed so much about like lack of trust mm-hmm. and lack of faith trust even in the process itself that I decided not to do it because I was like well you know even if whatever it ends up you know the worst thing happens 
uh, I'd rather try risked. I'd rather risked. And also, I believe um, that whatever fortunes we've made together have been made together. Right. And uh, I don't. Um, and believe me, we are half millionaires. <laughs> In real estate only. That's better than money a lot of times. It's better than cash a lot of times. No. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, uh, it's kind of funny because we're, we're talking about that, but only from the point of view of, I feel like, so that nothing is ever about material things. Mm. You know, so that, it's ne- so that there's never uh, 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 any, conf- any squabble about Like, it's just all... Look, I have my stuff. You have your stuff. That's not what we care about. We care about each other. So let's just keep all that stuff separate so that we're not – because, you know, um, I think people tend to, you know, relate like, – like financial stuff can be a strain on relationships. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think part of kind of dealing with that up front is just having it not – just like just get it all out of the way now and then not, you know. When I, I liked I, – yeah, I love – open book accounting. I love everybody knowing what, like I asked for my husband three months and I asked him for his credit report because I was like, not that I was worried. I just wanted to know that he knew what was on it. Like, cause he, he did have a student loan debt and credit card debt and he knew exactly what was on it, which was very hopeful to me. Like right. I just get scared when somebody's like, Oh, you know, I'm fine. Listen, but I just got a uh, the a, a BMW and um, you know, seventeen Jaguars. Is that the one they're and, taking away? Yeah, front? yeah, exactly. Oh, probably. I'll just get another one. And my my bitch ex wife, she keeps taking these. You know, I had I was dating some guy who had a who had al- alimony payments, and he was so mad about it. I'm like, do you have any clarity about you know? Could you make it lower or or you have two children with her. She genuinely was a partner. You were together 20 years. Like, what is all this anger? Like, I, it just seems so useless. Like, I, I don't want to be – for me, that was more of more of a concern than uh, somebody uh, uh, having debt. It was just like, do you know what it is and are you, you know, okay with it or, or how do you feel about it? You know, I don't know because, like, that, that I was – I guess that was like lack of clarity. Well, it's so good. It it's also me. good that you guys had the talk about because listen, mental health issues or not, sort of like what you said, anyone could snap or leave exactly. or do something yeah. not get a brain injury cool or, or I mean, yeah, <laughs> anyone clock any, yourself anything anything light clocking <laughs> on some lol furniture from Crate and Barrel. <laughs> it can do it. It's recycled and it is tough. <laughs> It'll knock you the fuck out, <laughs> or uh, leave with the circus, or there's a million. No, things. yeah, million, that's and things. that's part of the beauty and the excitement and the romance of intim- intimacy, of friendship, of uh, you know creativity, of business, of whatever is like going. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna do this right, and then. You know, like I think it's also important to know like what what your what your goals are, and there and these are unsexy things to talk about. Right. I mean, but I, no, I I I beg to differ. I think it is one of the sexiest things to talk about is to talk about finances for me, finances and um and being uh, honest and 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 t- talking about well, not only finances but sex and intimacy and communication like. 
those things, the fact of willingness to talk about those boring, stupid, like the whole thing, like we went to this, um, my husband was willing to go to my nerd festival, which my nerd festival is to go to um, a couple's uh, counseling weekend with Dr. John and Judy Gottman, who do the Love Lab in Seattle, which is uh, 40 years of research on marriage, uh, where you go in for 36 hours to a love lab, and they observe you for on camera, and then they watch for the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which are criticism, con- con- contempt, uh, uh, dis, no, no, defensiveness and stonewalling, and you don't want those in your relationship because I can. Uh, I, I, of course, and then you do whatever you need to do to avoid those, which is you avoid that by uh, these other techniques. And it was all sciency and fun. But he went, and we did these do- goofy, you know, uh, exercise together, and that was so romantic to me. Well, like, that, that is, was so yeah, exciting, a- absolutely and sexy, or whatever. More and and so is doing the bookkeeping. Actually, every month we have like a meeting about our finances, and that's kind of exciting. Like because I feel like we make plans for the future. You're working together. Yeah, we're working together. We have a living revocable trust mm-hmm. um, that in case um, I have full, uh, I have that kind of Lloyd's of London insurance that if I die, uh, he gets a payout because. Uh, I'm, I'm a high-risk insurance because of suicide attempts. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to cost you five grand a year. <laughs> if I only hadn't tried so hard. <laughs> so you're saying you don't follow through. No, I don't. This is very... No, I just mean if... I mean, it's... But, it's, you know, it's, it's good because it, it's... I I find planning to be very sexy because when I say yeah, when yeah, I say no, unsexy, no. I mean in general people don't find it sexy to have yeah. to talk about details and planning the future. But I love it because it just it's you know there are so few things you really have control over. Yes. But as long as you can, you know. Each time you kind of fuck something up, you go, okay, next time I'm going to go. It's sort of like the Groundhog Day thing. Where you're like, okay, I got to remember this and this and this and this and this. So when you do kind of mindfully lay things out and create a structure and like this is, you know, this is how we can kind of avoid some of that. You're just not surprised by as many things. You will right. be surprised. You're always going to be surprised, yeah. But but, but like there is that better feeling than, of like. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, or we're getting better at it together. Together. Like, um. Like just this morning, okay. I ripped from the headlines. Ripped from the headlines. I decided to come in on an earlier flight, and my bag went in on a later flight. But I didn't want to wait for it, mm-hmm. so it was. I asked my husband, would he drive down with me to LAX to pick up that bag? And if you live in Los Angeles, you know that driving down to LAX, even with the love of your life. <laughs> Um, is a dire prospect. And um, so we went down there, and then I thought it was kind of fun if I rushed back to the car with my bag because he wanted to take the elevator. I wanted to take the stairs. And if I – it's hard to picture. If I would pull the car around fast so that I would be there picking him up when he came out of the elevator uh-huh. to say that I was so fast coming up – not so funny uh, because he could not find me uh, and then was terrified or just like pissed and had a, 
terrified and sometimes anger comes out when you're scared. Right. And so he said, hey, could you not do that, Maria? Because by, it's something my dad does. My dad will disappear. When we were kids, he would disappear and then pop up. Um, what was, was he doing? You got me. I don't know. <laughs> it was we, we, an extended game of adult peekaboo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Full body peekaboo. We would be like, a, like we were. I remember being it. <laughs> Nobody's doing that anymore. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you used to see that a lot on the. I'm road. bringing it back. <laughs> bringing it back. Um, but uh, no, my. I remember my dad. Yeah, we'd go. Uh, we were in a national park once and wandering around, and my dad would disappear. And then he, he I knew he could t- keep track of us because he would pop back up, but we would get scared and not be able to find him. <laughs> and so I. He would never say, like, I was just dot, dot, dot. He would just be like, I'm here now. No, he'd just be, I'm, I'm here now. And he'd just be kind of like, uh, and he'd give us little assignments that were sort of dangerous, if not illegal, like, oh, why don't you go underneath that. Uh, fence and see how hot that geyser is <laughs> wow that's a felony uh, but, where'd you go <laughs> but uh but i see that with affection now and so i think if i act in like oh i'm gonna disappear and then pop up again yeah like somehow that's gonna be fun and that did he is get not- mad or did he communicate it he he got mad, and then he said, I was just really scared. I just said, I didn't know where the car was. I felt lost. I didn't know where you were. And then all of a sudden, you came up behind me, and then all these people were people were following him in the parking lot thinking he was going to a car. <laughs> and so he's, like, being followed by these four cars. Like, you know, so it was stressful. And, yeah, it wasn't the ultimate Surprise! But didn't then, have the payoff. I did not have so the, the payoff. The car ride home was much different than the car ride yeah, to the airport. Yeah, the car ride to the airport it was fun, and and when we did, and we did, we worked it out, you know. And then we had, and how we work it out sometimes is go. One of us goes, uh, and then the other person goes, uh, uh, you know that that noise when you make when you butt your head into your sibling to move over. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm an only child. Yeah, okay. Well, that's what you you do that. You can butt your head into the area of your sibling, and then they get out of the way. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so it's like a ram technique. It's, it's a like ramming a, it's like, technique. It's a, yeah, it's a ramming technique. <laughs> it's a ramming displacement technique. I, I just find that it's, um you know, I uh, my therapist said something really great to me about relationships that tend to last um, there is a strong element of um, uh, courtesy and the and the and people and the and the couple being nice yeah, to one another. Yes, kindness. There's yeah. kindness. Not not to say that you won't get upset or they won't piss you yeah, off or of you won't piss them off, but you know, sort of understanding. And I and I do try to do a good job of like if I do get cranky or something, go. I'm sorry. It. It's just because this or this or this or I'm nervous about this or I'm sca- I'm scared about this or I'm stressed about this and I want you to understand this is not you. Yeah, this no, is no, me, and it's not it's not you, and yeah. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's all anybody wants or anybody needs. Like I I, I know Scott's noticed about me. I get very anxious before shows, which means I get irritable. <gasps> Interesting. What? Because I'm afraid. I feel afraid before shows. Still I, at this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I get just terrified. I feel like it's just not. I think even maybe with 
uh, I don't know. I, it's just my own experience. I, I, I've worked on it. I've, I saw a life coach about it, like how to positively uh, reframe performance. Like what, what are the thoughts that I'm having? Um, and yeah, I still seem to have this dread sometimes before shows where people have paid to come see it. Sure. Um, I just get, uh, yeah, I get anxious and oh well. Um, but now, uh, yeah, we've, we know that he knows that about me and is kind of like, well, do you want to rehearse your jokes? Cause that helps me calm down. Uh, do you want me to go away or do you need to take a walk or, you know, just having more, uh, compassion for for each other and he gets he gets very anxious about um he has like a some sound like sound sensitivity he, he grew up in sort of a ptsd sort of situation where he's oh, growing gotcha. up so any like loud sounds um we turns out we live next to a frat house and it is not as funny as you think what it's not like a hilarious movie <laughs> starring vince vaughn and today's hottest youth or oh no it's well, I don't know. They're, they're, another handsome group has moved in, and they've came over and said the thing that they always do, which, hey, we just we just want to get to know you guys. Please let us know if there's any noise issues. Just text us. We oh, that must be very easy it. then. You just When there's a noise issue, you just text them, and it stops, right? <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, yeah immediately. <laughs> and then what happens at 3 a.m. when they're playing Sweet Home Alabama? Uh, the classics. It's st- still speaking to people, <laughs> to white boys, brown-eyed girl. girls, <laughs> white men who have a full ride uh, scholarship through college paid for by their parents, are still uh, being uh, buoyed by that tune. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, and then it, it's just alcohols involved. So, whenever people are drinking, they can't really think too straight, and then they can't do anything that they said they were going to do. You know, shame on me. Shame on me. <laughs> Why? For well, that's what, that's what they said. The people who rent the house to the kids said it's a college area. You should have known when you bought bought the house. Yeah. It's your fault that they're yeah, loud. Yeah, 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 no, it's no, your fault yeah. that they're playing music at three o'clock in the morning. morning. Yeah, no, yeah. and I'm sure. Way to not take responsibility on their part. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, the joke I've gotten from is the kid said, "Yeah, you know, it's just, it's our senior year, so we're just trying to jo- enjoy our house." And I said, "Oh, okay, well, yes, Scott's, we get it, because Scott's 52 and I'm 45, and this year we we, we said we're gonna try anal." So if you hear any yelps, it's just pleasure. We're just trying to enjoy our house. <laughs> Should have known when you moved in. This is an anal neighborhood. <laughs> we're in our, we're in the, the peak of our lives. We're just getting AARP. Our lives have just begun. I'm sorry to bother you, but I cannot hear Sweet Home Alabama over the sounds of the yelping coming from here. Uh, I'm trying to listen to Back in Black by ACDC, and I cannot concentrate. Don't worry, it's pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to call the cops on us, man. That's an amazing sketch. An amazing sketch of the of the of the older married, married couple, couple next to the frat house trying to explain that sometimes they're going to try yes. sexual acts that might be painful. That it, and it's going to like it's going to it's going to bum out their party. 
<laughs> yeah, we know you have women over sometimes, and um, just my wa- my wife. Jesus, I mean, she's just getting to new heights. <laughs> my anus. <laughs> oh, my butt. I'm all leaking. What do I do? Excuse me, can you please? Yeah, we're trying to we're trying to haze some freshmen. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> You know, I really yeah. should have done this when I was younger. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. You know, probably would have been. Scotch, and he loves. I mean, the thing is, when he's penetrating me, we like to turn up the volume on the noise music from the seventies. You know, which kind of sounds like a seven forty-seven that hasn't practiced. <laughs> <laughs> We like to do butt stuff while listening to Bob Welch's Sentimental Lady. (laughs) By the way, I'm sorry that I've gone this long without telling you how much I love your show. Oh, oh, I'm so glad. Lady Dynamite's fucking great. great. And, And the thing that makes me the happiest about it for you is that as long as I've known you, which is getting close to 20 years now. Yes, I think it is. Um, uh... I would. I always would think. Fuck, Maria needs someone. Just needs to give her a show to let her <laughs> to just like throw her brain onto film. <laughs> and it and it happened a bit at Super Deluxe when you did that series yeah, yeah. at Super Deluxe. But this really is. This show really is you, and it's so good, and you're so good in it, and oh. even all the the fourth wall breaking and yeah, all the yeah. the commentary. On the nature of the comedy of the yeah, show, yeah, yeah. I know is a legitimate organic <laughs> yeah. concern you have about your relationship to your audience. Yes, for sure. Like I, I was worried. I didn't want to have any more brick, brick backgrounds, um, <laughs> or just yeah. I've seen so much. Uh, I didn't want to see myself standing in front of an, a brick, and although that does happen during the show, sadly, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's but it's such a it's late in life opportunity, you know, man. It's not that late though. But you know, but is it just the it is the golden age of content. Like there's a place for everybody. I was in the at a lift ride, and I I was course trying to get added attention and i said the guy oh, well, i have a i have a show on netflix and the guy was like oh yeah a friend of mine's on a netflix show <laughs> like it's no big deal like there's just so many wonderful shows out there and and everybody uh, there's many more voices um i and i hope there will be more to come uh i don't know why that reminds me of a joke did you ever see the big picture christopher guest movie with kevin bacon it's from like 1991 or 1990. No, it's great. It's a great kind of. I've talked about it a couple of times in the podcast before, but it's a it's a real under the radar movie that's so fucking fantastic that if you under, I mean, even if you don't understand how the entertainment process works, it's funny. But if you do understand how it works and yeah. it still holds up, yeah, it's amazing. But you know, there's a point where Kevin Bacon is a director and. Things aren't going well, and he goes to apply for the job at this restaurant, and he's, you know, it's this hip restaurant, and the guy's like, ah, Nick, I see you're a director. Jimmy, our busboy's a director. You know, it's just like that, (laughs) it's just that thing of like, ah, everyone's, but it's a really great movie that you should absolutely. I will, I will check, that sounds like a good one. Oh, yes. Of course. What do you like to watch? We, well, we watched all of Bloodline season one and two. Netflix. <laughs> no, if you watch it, if it, okay. And um, then, Scott. 
Scott gets uh, movies uh, from the special video store in South Pasadena. So we watched a French movie where death is playing chess, I want to say. You sure you weren't watching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Yeah. <laughs> It was French. It okay. was in French. Gotcha. So uh, that was very. Uh, he's he's tried to broaden my experience because uh, mostly I, I just I do the I do what I do on the road. I watch whatever's on TLC <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Gypsies are getting married. They're using actual bleach as toothpaste. <laughs> it's not right. Breaking Amish. I hope that they're all going to get shunned. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and then it happens. And then it happens. <laughs> Yeah, they probably get shunned just for doing that show. Yeah, yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's the. Uh, but we, yeah, no, we that's watch. We likes to watch a. We we seem to watch murder series t- together. I don't I don't watch as much comedy just because I think it's it, it's sometimes it does feel a little bit like work where I go oh either I want to be on the show or I go God that's an incredible show and I feel <laughs> sad. Do you watch like the. Like the Jinx type stuff, or do you watch like you know those uh, Investigation Discovery? Oh no, uh, we watch some British ones. Uh, let me see. So it's even more removed because they have an accent. I think I could never book that. Uh, <laughs> 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 that shot in Wales. Right, when am I, I going to be there? Where I, <laughs> I got two gigs and. And then the Pennsylvania area. We watch a lot of Portuguese musical comedies. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that is totally what I want to watch. It's just something <laughs> so far removed from my experience. Um, let me see. We watched, okay, uh, Broadchurch. Broadchurch, yeah. That's a good one. Tennant. And then Happy Valley. Happy Valley. And Happy Valley. No, no, no. It's It's English. Happy Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, very good. Doesn't matter. The point is, I like the walk through the crayon box of accents. <laughs> <laughs> They're all confused versions. Um, I uh, then what else have we watched? Oh, we watched that other scary one that takes takes place in Seattle and has the red haired lady who never smiles throughout the entire show. Uh, it's terrible sex murders. Uh, I don't know which one that is. Okay. Sex murders. Sex murders. Guy who eats donuts and is a former drug addict who's thin and talks in uh, um, um, uh, ebonics, so he's white. Uh, Mike and Molly. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just, it's trying to... <laughs> oh, Joel Kinnaman's in it. Yeah. RoboCop. Okay. It's not RoboCop. Anyways, it's okay. IMDb. Yeah. It's okay. Come on, Internet. I need you now. We're nerds. Seriously. It should go fast. We need all information These at all times. times. You're really letting me down right now, Internet. I really feel like we need to have a discussion about our relationship. <laughs> Internet, what's going on? Yeah, it's like when I ask... Killing! Oh, The Killing! That was the old AMC series that jumped over to oh, Netflix? Yes. Jumped over to Netflix. Love yeah. that. Except then it got it got too creepy near the end. Scott almost didn't want to watch it. You know, I, 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 thought, I, I thought that was a really great show. I watched like the first season or two of that maybe. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, but I was so emotionally drained after mm-hmm. every episode. Yeah. I mean, the poor uh, actors on that show who were just crying for, you know... 
their yeah. shoot day is really just like eight hours of sobbing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it just, uh, I was, it was a beautiful show, but I, I always just felt so exhausted by it. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. Well, that was one thing to learn. I, I've never been on a TV show uh, as a main player. And uh, so it was very, I did not realize the hours of shooting a TV show. Well, the kind that you're shooting, which is a single camera show, if you were on a sitcom, you'd be 10 to 5, three weeks on, one week off, four days a week. You know, like it, you'd have a cake schedule, oh, but cake, yeah. your single camera show. Yeah, that was, I, I I, uh, I think this is the vision. If there is a second season, what do you think of this? Okay. Chris Hardwick, All right. Nerdist staff and crew. And apparent Netflix executive. Yeah. And Netflix executives, mm-hmm. if there are listening. Okay. Bamford gets a hard out at 10 hours. Okay. <laughs> All other scenes that are needed for to play uh the Lady Dynamite can be played by a different actor in every episode, um, giving opportunities to lesser-known, very talented uh, actors of all stripes. All right, so it sounds like, though, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, it sounds like you're trying to create um, an altruistic perception of... Uh, you just wanting to leave after... No, a non-profit... Sit- okay. It's a non... <laughs> Profit sitcom. We give right. all of the profits to the Downtown Women's Center in Los Angeles. I do one scene of every show as okay. myself, mm-hmm. and then other people play me. Okay, complete with the voice. Okay, like they have to do my voice. They have to do a perfect impersonation. This isn't going to be easy. Which voice though? This one. <laughs> okay. This. But what about when you? One. But what about when you kind of drift into character stuff? They, they have to do that too. This is going to be a tour de force for some lucky dozen. If we get twelve episodes, or Baker's so dozen. So you can so you can just have a one day work week. Well. No, I can work two days. No, okay. I can work. I mean, I want to be in every, maybe a, a half of every scene. Half of every scene. Yeah. Half of every scene. Then halfway through. Tag it, tag team. Would it be too literal if, in the name of Lady Dynamite, halfway through a scene you blow up and you reassemble as a different? Oh, person? that's wonderful! I like that idea. Lady Dynamite. Hello, I just, I'm Maria. I just think I like the idea that I'm too sleepy to do my own show. I, I honestly, I, I think I that's a, I think that's a great storyline for your yes. show. Where you all of a sudden change into someone else and it's not explained in three quarters of the way through the episode. Like, you know, the comedy cops come and you're like asleep in your trailer and you're like, I'm trying to give other opportunities. No, you just don't want to work as much. I didn't know it would be so hard. Okay, so just one episode like that? I think, listen, I think you could do it. I think you could do it. You think one episode, Kyle? I think you could go the whole season. You think you go the whole season? Thanks, Kyle. Yeah. Big ups. Thanks, Dale. Well, thanks. This is going to be the first Bamford, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you're also a tall, strapping white male, so we're going to try to so give opportunities. Give you your break, in yeah, this exactly. <laughs> Finally, um, <laughs> someone standing up for you. Um, you know, we're gonna. I think uh, I'd want to get uh, people who are less well represented in yes. the show business uh, milieu. So yeah. confident people. What? Hear me out. Yeah, okay. the confident, <laughs> confident, the people. sexy. I operate a puppet. Oh, sure. There we go. I'm back in. All right. I actually think this is a really interesting idea. I mean, I genuinely think this is a really interesting idea. Just because I think it's job sharing. Yeah. It's job sharing (laughs) for comedians. Like, I just think it's crazy. Like, you know, like, or especially 
I'm such a bullshit artist saying that, oh, I have bipolar and I really need to take care of myself. Oh, I just shot a TV show and almost killed myself for three months. But no, I'm really, my health is so important. You know, because it, it was super hard. And sure I was, was just on the edge of, uh, you know, kind of losing it. So I think, oh, oh why not let's uh, be real about what I can actually accomplish and, and may, maybe I'll even be, it'll be... I'll be awake for the, the acting. So is it the kind of thing if they were like, congratulations, season two, to be like, yay. Yeah. Oh, no. I must be excited. I'd yeah. love to do it. And, <laughs> and <laughs> these are the variables. Right. Or these are my, uh, my new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's really important <clears throat> For you to be a voice in this world dealing with what you deal with, because I feel like it, um, to be able to talk about it so conversationally, to be able to, to weave it into your act and to be able to find comedy and to be able to just have regular conversations about it, I think really helps demystify. Cause I think it's, you know, people to varying degrees, so many people suffer from some form of something, particularly now. And I don't know if it, that it was a lot of stuff was undiagnosed before, but I really do believe that now. We are just so fried all the time because of how much stuff there is to process at all times. Yes, yeah. Uh, so I think it's really, you know, I mean, I don't know if you consider yourself an official spokesperson for mental health, but I think you are a really good spokesperson for people who are suffering from issues that, you know, maybe maybe it makes someone goes, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't feel right and it's not horrible if I go get help. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Take a year off. Take two. Find the right meds mix. I know that that was such a big and and also I want to say that I mean it's tiresome I think to hear about from people who have illnesses who are also people who uh, have I have great health care. I have uh, I live in the arts community where it is very uh, supportive. And you know, my manager when I called him and said I, you know, basically couldn't work for uh, an indetermined, undetermined amount of time. He said, "Oh yeah, I have another client who's bipolar. Call me when you're when you're ready." <laughs> like, <laughs> like it wasn't a big deal. So I, I want to say how I, I, I'm very. Lucky, I think uh, yeah. it's m- more inspiring to hear from people who are truly disabled by the who, how do you deal with that and uh, be able to maintain relationships, have any uh, kind of uh, uh, job and uh, sort of um, not get isolated in a place where it. it it requires money a lot in our society to connect with people. And anyways, I, I just think um, uh, po- poverty is a, is a thing that, that the inequality is adding to um, the isolation and mental illness as well. Well, what is something that someone can do if they don't have the resources to? Well, one thing I and I always I, I always plug this um, not because I'm a member of these because if I were a member of these things, um, that would be anonymous, okay? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, I think uh, one thing that I've heard about mm-hmm. are so awesome are um, well, number one there there is uh, the National uh, Association of Mental Illness NAMI meetings where you can go to those those are free. You can go to um, and groups and uh, they're also. I uh, they're 
AA has tons of open meetings. Like there's there's something I think very um, healing and uh, can also shift cognitively. Just being with other human beings and and having a cup of coffee coffee and hearing hearing about somebody else's life, whether or not you have a problem with alcohol. I, mean, I know you're supposed to only go there if you're only has a problem with drinking, but I think the that group vibe, you know, it's a distinctly American uh, invention that that happened, that the self-help, uh, because we don't have religion as much anymore in our society to bring people together. Well, now, well, I don't know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's back on the rise. Oh, well, some, yeah. But I, but I do think that, um, uh, I do think that, a yeah, a support, a support group is really good. Support group, the internet is huge. Like I, uh, I, I know that I I got a lot of comfort through um, when I was really feeling terrible. Um, first of all, call nine one one if you are uh, have a plan to kill yourself and do not feel safe by yourself, or have a plan to kill somebody else and do not feel safe by yourself. Uh, just hang up, dial nine one one right now. And uh, but uh, if you're just uh, in, you know, an okay space. Um, I went on, you know, like crazymeds.us is hilarious. Like they tell you, it's all people sharing about all the side effects that they have or experience they've had with mental health. And that helped me feel less alone. Um, you know, obviously, you've got to be careful on the internet just because <laughs> not, uh, you, but it's just like in everyday life. If you're going to walk into a public place, there's going to be 4% of the people there are going to be wing nuts. Right. Um, when I say wing nuts, I mean uh, abhorrent uh, ethically. I right. don't mean uh, actually. Uh, right. Mental illness is not uh, uh, ethical. You issue. mean people you should not listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. who aren't pleasant. Or I don't know. Not pleasant. I don't know. Uh, people you just might not like. Right. 4%. And you're feeling okay now? Oh, yeah, uh, yes, as far as I know. Uh, I tell people, hey, if ever I start talking too fast about wanting to get in touch with the Pope, uh, <laughs> put me in a purple van. Drive me to doggy daycare because I need to be boarded for the weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> but I feel I feel great right, right now, and I say no to a lot of stuff. Like I don't, um, I don't make as much money as I probably could. I said no to about ten thousand dollars worth of work this month because of just feeling like I can't do that to myself. I can't because really, no one will tell you to stop working. You know, in our society, no one will say, Hey, seems like, you know, you're struggling. Why don't you take some time? I've never heard. I mean, it's, I was vomiting on set. No one, they brought me a bucket and they kept uh, giving me my lines right. during the show, partially because everyone's union. Nobody wants to be responsible for the person who said, oh, they told the talent to, you know, right. but but also, um, our yeah, we have a very uh, what are we're uh, we're based on uh, materialism. Materialism combined with what's the thing? The work ethic thing. We're uh, the the Quakers, not the Quakers. We're the people who worked, and uh, we're all guilty about it. The Calvinists. Oompa-loom. Oompa-loompa. Ah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that the, there's always 
this it like I feel uh, shame about saying no to stuff. Like like I was give us you know say oh god a prestigious thing, but it's a prestigious thing. Yeah, many people and, get over that? Yeah, that'd be so awesome. It's like if it means that I'm gonna feel shitty, even if it's like uh, for one day, I feel uh, like. I'm going bananas and I've got too much going on and I start being rude to people and I'm not kind to myself or others, then it's it's not worth it. No, it, the it, ultimate goal should be your comfort and happiness yeah. as long as you can as long as you can survive, you yeah. know, your comfort and your happiness. And um if you're set like a little extra money and but if you're going crazy, it's not gonna be helpful if you're wadding it up and then smacking yourself in the face with it. Like you can't yeah. you need to be able to function, you need to be able to feel healthy and getting more money is not going to make you feel more he- healthy. Yeah, yeah. Espe- especially if you even just remember like if 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 everything that you're doing fucks you up so much the selfish side is like, well, you're not going to be able to enjoy it. You're not going to yeah. be able to spend it. You know? yeah. You're just going to probably spend or, it on more or you sp- health. Yeah, you spend it on – like I, I know when I worked a lot, when I had the tar- uh, Target thing, I like – yeah, just bought a bunch of crazy shoes and you know went on vacation, stayed in a really nice place. It's like I like a Hampton Inn. I mean the Hampton Inn is very nice. I'm not saying they're not nice. I'm telling they're you – ha- listen, they're not sponsoring this podcast. I mean, they're not telling me to say this. <laughs> If you're ever in a jam and you need a hotel, there are fucking Hampton Inns everywhere, and the beds are great. They are great, and they always have free coffee. And sometimes you go to a, you know like a Double Tree. Sure, they got a hot cookie. Is it always hot? <laughs> Not always. I learned recently when I was Did in. That change your worldview. Yeah. I, I saw the world differently. <laughs> I thought this was the whole cookie thing was supposed to be a hot cookie thing. <laughs> So it's just a cookie. Maybe you should just say fucking cookie on the sign. Oh, you keep it in an oven. Well, the oven's not on, friend! (laughs) I'm going to Hampton Inn, and I'm going to write a strongly worded comment on your Yelp page. Which location is this? Also, I I want to say how uh, offensive that might be to hear somebody saying I'm turning down work because I know a lot of people you have to work to survive. You know what? Everyone, and, you know, like everyone in the world is offended by something, and if yeah, that's yeah. going to offend someone, that's not your problem. All yeah. you can do is focus on what's healthy for you. And yeah. for someone who has, you know, who's been through a lot of stuff that wasn't fun, yeah. and you came out of it, yeah. I think. It doesn't matter if someone is offended by the fact that you turn down money. You need to focus on yeah. being happy. And well, and the the I know I, I have a friend who has has a mental illness. I think far more severely than I have, and have has has been disabled, not able to work uh, because of it for uh, twenty years. And you know, is a great person, super creative, uh, but is completely like, despite meds, despite repeated hospitalization is just blindsided. I mean, I think it's just like any other illness. It hits some people so much harder than others, and it's not anyone's fault. And, uh, um, yeah, I think I'm, I've, I've been uh, very, very lucky or have a lighter version of it. Um, Are you touring a lot, too? I, I go out uh, maybe twice twice a month. and That's a good amount. Yeah. Because you're still on the road, still but it's not yeah. like... And I only do one show uh, per night, so I'm not 
Yeah, it's not like uh, bananas. And I always go with my friend Jackie Cation, which is super helps. Because uh, I think there is something in isolation that is not at all. I mean, obviously, it wouldn't be helpful to brain health. And uh, uh, yeah, so like, I guess anybody's out there to that there's all sorts of 12 step groups too. Like, there's just, and you don't have to, I don't believe in God. And you could still just, you could still go. And it's, it's free. It's fucking free, man. And they got it for money. They got it for food. They got it for um, if you have anybody who has an addiction in your family. I don't know. I just I think they're awesome just because it's it's free and it's a uh, it's sort of cognitive behavioral health ch- where um, you know when you where you it it can change your uh, neural pathways. You mm-hmm. know in terms of how you think of things rather than it, it's helped me a lot in terms of. Um, like, like especially with well, with work, um, I now think of show business or my job as a friend with a terrible drinking problem. <laughs> I love her so much. She is so much fun. If you catch her at the right time of night, you're so pretty. Okay, you're the most beautiful forever because I love you. And look at me, look at me. Okay, an hour later, she will have forgotten of everything that we've spoken of. Shut up. Go, I don't know you. I don't know. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'm sorry. The the hot dogs are for principal talent only. (laughs) And that just, and the great thing about having a friend with an addiction, and I've been on both sides of this, is that they will not remember when you let them down. Uh, when they call you, uh, cause you're the only one, you are the only one who understand me and I really need a ride. You're number six on a list of 25. <laughs> they'll be fine. They'll, they'll hitch home. They'll be good. Uh, never worry. And never worry about showbirds as you know, like, people, like, oh God, I had to take this. You know, they called me and said, there's a gig and it's in a casino in Laughlin and we, they really want you. It's only a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my shoelaces are tied together. I think you'll find somebody. Uh, and now I'm just, I've tried to be joyful when I, you know, not expect so much of her. You know, just go, listen, she's just hustling, show businesses. I'm just happy when I see her running across the freeway in her bare free. Uh, carrying a golden gl- globe screaming at me. <laughs> Where have you? You look familiar. Where have you been hiding? I, we've met. We've met many times before. Last time I saw you, you said I saved your life and then you kissed me on the mouth. <laughs> Anyways, it's a, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's not personal that show business, but that means I can also say no. You know, I don't have to leap at every call uh that because at least i think a lot of jobs like that are like that now where it's like everything's an emergency you're doing this for the team are you a member of the family are you dedicated it's like uh and then then can just as fast uh you know uh let you off you know just say oh we don't need you anymore well yeah i mean it's that it's it's an interesting realization to have at a certain point where you're like, oh, maybe, 
maybe it isn't the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe there are other things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the world, like my manager Alex said, you know, I'm so excited for you to get married. I'm so excited for you guys to have a kid because because it'll just take all this other gunk off the table that's not important. Yeah, you know, yeah. just worrying about. Oh, we you know we we're trying to do this thing. I don't know how the internet's responding to it. I don't know if the you know it's like it's just none of that. It just you know just like worry about the internet is a burning car. <laughs> <laughs> That's Elizabeth Gilbert. Uh, she she said that in a, a really great essay about a. Uh, about the internet, it's like you know, just step away, step away, <laughs> walk away, <laughs> walk away. <laughs> Don't touch the hot stove. The stove is hot. How often do you write new? How often do you write new stuff? I well, I just finished. Uh, I just recorded an album, and so I think I want to give myself. I, it just seems to slowly happen over time. I get sick of stuff. And so this last one took me about three years, and now I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to do how I used to think people with hobbies. I just would be so irritated with them, like, oh god, what are you wasting your time for? Are you getting any money on that deal? <laughs> like, you know, just like. And then I look down. Thimbles. Why, <laughs> yeah. you, why are you doing yeah. that? Yeah, you, you know, plans of getting better at it. You can sell yeah. those on an Etsy shop. Yeah, what are you yeah. gonna do? Yeah, come on, make some money on this. Um, <laughs> don't give it away. You're gonna need to get those thimbles a Twitter handle. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to need to get them on social media right away. Yeah, get a publicist. Um, <laughs> it's about a grand a month. Um, it's so worth it, though. It's an investment in your thimble future. Um, I, but then I looked down at what I was always doing, and I was always doing self-help, and I realized, oh, my God, I've just been playing emotional Sudoku for 24 years. <laughs> like, I have not changed discernibly at all, you know, so I've just been, you know, just kind of uh, connecting the dots and doing my own puzzles um but it's not really it's just for fun yeah like uh and one of the jokes is my husband and i do a live action role playing of our mothers uh <laughs> linda i got a new purse i thought you might w- w- want to see it because i got it with my hilton honors and it's just gorgeous it's a coach oh marilyn i don't need a purse i have nothing to put in one and nowhere to go well, Linda, you need to treat yourself because you raised four beautiful children under very difficult circumstances. I had nothing to do with it. They had a horrible childhood. I'm amazed that they even survived. Well, Linda, you know, listen, you know, I was a therapist. You never worked a day in your life. I worked for 40 years as a nurse. I sat on men's deathbeds as they best begged for hand jobs with their dying breath. Well, you're right about that, Linda. I was a dermatologist's wife. I wore a diamond solitaire necklace like a yoke. <laughs> Would you want to watch any movie starring American award-winning actor Timothy Oliphant while sharing a box of Sherry's berries still cold from the internet? Well, I'd love to. We'd have to put my cinnamon roll squishable between us. Well, that's fine. I'll put my purse between us, too. We can pretend we're in Delta Economy Comfort. <laughs> God damn it. I just feel like I feel like I I feel like listen, I'm I'm I hesitant to say this because I don't want to give you more tasks. No. But I just feel like you you really should I you should have a podcast or just something where you could just 
Go whenever you feel inspired or something just gets in your head, you just go into a room in your house, you sit down and you record it, and you get up and leave. Little, and, little guy. and then someone comes in and they just publish it. Oh, they just publish it somewhere. That's not a bad idea. It'd just be therapeutic for you. Yeah, yeah. Get a give it like a get like a an intern. Maybe. <laughs> Not, and not for any other reason other than it would just be cathartic. And also, you know, it's just as a fan of it. I just well, want to hear it. I just want to hear so it. It's so fun. Well, it's so fun. My, my husband has such a great – he does such a good mom impersonation. That's been delightful. He does impersonations of his family, which freaked me out at first, which is hilarious. Like the things that – like I was like, God, it scares me. He does these impersonations of his family. Oh. <laughs> That's what I, I mean, just unreal. <laughs> that reminds me of the time uh, my mom was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wait a minute. Wait a minute. I mean, it was, I would get so scared of things that I do all the time with it. Like, anyways, it was just very Well, funny. we are afraid of ourselves. Interesting. Isn't that great? Do you feel like we're trying to, do you feel like in relationships we're trying to escape ourselves or are we seeking out ourselves oh. in a relationship? Do you find that you're... Relationship is kind of an extension of who you are, who you want to be, or do you feel like it's? I think it's like risk. I think it's an opportunity to heal trauma from that you've had from childhood or whatever. From different, like if you had fears in childhood of like like my family, you didn't for whatever reason. If it was because I was had mentals or. I just didn't feel super safe. I didn't, I just felt like really highly anxious all the time, like just always on the alert. And my mom, there's some light hitting. As Jackie says, it was the 70s. Right. It's the golden age of hitting. Well, and yeah, uh, the kid was mouthing off. Yeah. Just like a, a 70s parent would smack him. Yeah, smack across the face. Uh, don't give him any warning on that. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, now I've forgotten the question. The oh. question was, was, if you were alone, the, on a <laughs> oh, I like this question. Is, what's on your romance mix? Oh, my romance mix. Sade. <laughs> Sweetest taboo. Oh, okay. Maybe. Okay. Um, Purple Rainbow Prince. Of course. Love that one. Yeah. Okay. Um, Journey. The entire collection. What? On one mix? That's not a mix, Maria. That's Journey with Sade and fucking the other one. And then uh, and then a, a bunch of things that my, my husband likes that I don't remember the names to because they're all like found world music. They're um. like, like uh, f- recordings from the 1930s of like an, a small African girl in Nigeria saying... No, I'm not. It's not an exact. It sounded like a Three Stooges episode. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of djembe heavy yeah, 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 music. Yeah. Oh, he does, uh, we, we just played the, um, oh, the David Bowie uh, song that's about the, not the gremlin, is, but it's it's like a giggly cartoon voice during a David Bowie song that's up, about a, a dwarf or a goblin or uh there's another word for that who's the guy who's the travelocity gnome mm-hmm. about a gnome and it's a david bowie song and he played that for me and we giggled and laughed 
If Kyle is stumped. No, I've heard the song. I just don't know what it's called. It's, like one of those it's no. I think it's something gnome. Yeah. Anyways. No man's land. Hey guys, can't your old dad have fun too? Can't your old dad have fun? Can he make jokes? Come on, kids. I let you stay up late. We get our sense of humor from you, Father. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The laughing gnome. Laugh. Oh, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, it's something about a laughing gnome, but I can't quite recall. <laughs> like a, a melancholy gnome. Uh, Where are you performing next? I'll be performing at the Kansas City. Uh, hey, Maria Bamberson here. I'm Maria, 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 Maria. Uh, is this going to be on when? Next week. Next Tuesday. Okay, so I mean, it's on that. today. Okay, so you can go to mariebanford.com uh, backslash tour, but uh, the, there's going to be a number of cities I'm going to be in. I think it would probably uh, be a forward slash. Forward slash. A backslash would be for local files on your own drive, Maria. A nerd. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh, forward slash. Marie Belford.com forward slash tour. And, um, Ticket sales have plummeted. Everyone's backslashing. I don't know what, what you say on that podcast, Maria. <laughs> no, it's fine. And uh, I think I'll be, I'm going to be almost everywhere that there's a major, major city except Florida. And this. Sorry, Florida. Um, I know. And but Atlanta, Washington D.C., uh, New York, Toronto, Montreal, you know Minneapolis, Chicago. Maria. Atlanta's a hub. It is a hop hub. on a Delta it's, flight and hop up to Atlanta. Yeah, it's super easy. It could take the gray dog. Yeah. What What's that now? Thirty cents. It's got to be like thirty cents. To ride you, the gray you, dog. Now they have the sleeping that sleeping bus where you sleep in a sleep pod. I saw that too. Oh, I just did a tour bus. Oh, for ten days. Uh, I don't think I'll do it again. It sounds terrible. I thought it was going to be this really awesome, like <gasps> oh, this is like a rock star experience. We're going to be driving around. There's a bed we can. Be-. It's like being driven around in a produce truck. You can't stand up. You can't poop in it. You can't poop in it. What? The driver just said. I wouldn't recommend going number two unless you're going to hot bag it. And we never asked what that meant. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But we just assumed there was a bag involved and it's poop adjacent. And so we just go back to way. But uh, hot bag you can't, it. So you can't sleep at night because it's so yes. like rocking back and forth. So you're basically just up until five o'clock in the morning until you get into the next town and you kind of crawl into a Hampton Inn and sleep on one of those soft beds. And uh, yeah, and it's not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was going to be this, like, oh, this is the luxurious. I've made it. I got a tour. I'm on a tour bus. Yeah. And it was. It really just felt like being driven around in a truck. Okay. Like, where you just can't ever be comfortable. And you always, And one night, we slept in it after a venue. And every little noise, I was like, someone's breaking in. Like, I just never oh. felt comfortable in it. Did you, did you feel, was it nice, though, to, like, do a bunch of cities in a row? Was that feeling nice? That was great. That feeling was great, rather than having to go out. Come back, go, go out, out, come back, back go out, go back. Yeah. Just bang out like you know, eight shows yeah. in nine days. Ten yeah, days that, that part was really yeah, great. yeah. That that sounds, yeah, and that seems really good. But but I also I do like going to one show at a time. Uh, I was just in a, I did I did do a casino in Connecticut. How was it? It was really nice. They have a really nice theater, and I mean, there's a little bit of the element of people wandering in, going, "Oh, well, we just lost all our money. I mean, we could sit down in here." 
This is free, right? Can you keep it down up there, please? Yes. <laughs> but but then because of the internet, people come out. People come out and they uh it's uh, delightful. You tweet you tweet your logistics and they uh People will drive. I would suspect more. This show is going to bring more people to your shows. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, it was really. I I feel so. Uh, I've been having so much fun. It's so nice. I mean, everybody who comes to your shows is is probably a bit of a reflection of who you are. You know, so it's like, hi, I like you too. <laughs> if you're doing something. You that en- you enjoy that you enjoy, <laughs> yeah. and you're doing something that's kind of an accurate representation. Yes, it's like I, you know, I always kind of feel bad for comics who have a character that brings out an audience that's kind of not who they are because it's like, oh man, how can you be happy if you don't like your audience? Like you got, you really kind of. I mean, some people are just like, fucking, I just make money, fine, fine. But I, I kind of like the experience of like these are people I'd hang out with. Yeah, and I would totally want to ride home with. Yeah, if, if they if they could. Yeah, because venue's not giving me one. No, no. Um, there's a <laughs> what was it a dollar to yeah. do the casino in yeah. Laughlin? No, that that and that was uh, about ten years ago. I got paid very well at Connecticut Foxwoods and Manitucket, 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 Um So you did both of them. Both of them. You did Manitoba. Yeah, and Manitoba. no, it was a double bill. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it was really, yeah, it was really great. And uh, just like those conjoined ducks, guys, your old dad's having a great double bill. Your old dad's having a great time, <laughs> and he just wants to laugh. You taught us everything we know, Father. <laughs> well, listen, you know, when Mom left, she was sorting some things out, but now it's you and your old dad, and he likes to have fun. Well, that actually happened when I – having the wrong crowd when I did the Target commercials is that I had some – did a Target character for commercials and – What did they think they were going to – why isn't she talking about Target it, products? Exactly, and that there was going to be this hyped, fun, excitable character piece on for an hour. Women would come, you know, uh, shop shop pro pro shopping type women turns out i'm not pro shopping when i go into my deepest soul i would like to recycle things and wear the same thing for nine days uh if you don't mind uh hopefully you find my stink uh to be an attractor um but yeah the so that was scary i was like oh shit like they're here for a good time and they think it's going to be this thing. And I'm so sorry. I'm going to do a half hour on suicide. Yeah. And Whoops. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think we that's... both should have done our research on this one. <laughs> that's not... I'll take my part of this. No, you no, take your no, part of this. No, no I... Yeah, no, and I felt really responsible taking a commercial campaign. Like, I will not take a commercial campaign ever again to, to do commercials because I just, I, I know myself that as soon as somebody say says you cannot talk about something, I will talk about it. Yeah. I want to talk about it. And I want to talk about the negative parts of it. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, almost immediately. <laughs> Did you know that Target employees are it's just like Walmart? The only thing that makes it different is the design quality <laughs> as well as uh, the marketing. And, and okay, the, this, uh, <laughs> this, grand, this grand opening's uh, oh, it's open for business. Maria, you're kind of... I'm the only union paid just merger cut here. Cut the ribbon. Cut the fucking ribbon. 
<laughs> they you two sagra after actors actually made the union busting video that they showed all employees. Oh God! Hey, how come you talk weird? <laughs> I don't want to go to Target. <laughs> oh, that was uh, <clears throat> that was in North Dakota. I just want to. Oh, yeah, that man was displaced. He <laughs> recently moved to North Dakota. No, searching for jer- work. S- looking, yeah, looking, looking for, for work. jobs. Just honest work, you know. Just went up to North Dakota uh, yeah. just to just to find a good time. <laughs> Following his dreams. Yeah. Follow my dream to North Dakota. <laughs> Have you been to the new bowling alley in my neighborhood? Highland Park Bowl? Yes. No, I've seen fucking amazing pictures of it. You kind of got to go. I now. really want to go to it. Yeah. I mean, there might, I don't know if there would be an incident because people know that you're, a, you know, not only are you a star, well, but you are a bowling uh Four people superstar. would be extremely excited. Yeah. <laughs> Four people would be extremely excited, but it is, it's it's gorgeous and it's and it's really beautiful bowling memorabilia. Oh man, I got I'm so excited to go. Okay. I just haven't been around much, and I've been yeah. <clears throat> working the rest of them. But yeah, we're gonna. I want to have like a bowling party there, yeah, and yeah. just invite a bunch of people, like oh. maybe someone who lives in the neighborhood. What nine zero zero four one next to the two? I mean, um, I mean Scotch the the. Oh. the oh. Yeah, I was going to the, can you ask the fraternity guys? If... Oh. <laughs> I mean, uh, Justin, Justin, Justin and Josh, and another J name. Can you ask Quaid and Cade <laughs> if they will come to the, no, I'll always invite we're you. We're just anything. really, we're really just really excited about marketing. We're, you know, we're just going to, we've got jobs marketing. What are you marketing? No, I just, I just, I just want to get get to work and and just and get into sales. Yeah, selling know. what? Would you mind if we put our uh, teens for Trump uh, <laughs> on your uh, lawn? You guys, are you cool with that? Do you mind if I use? No, I sh- I will not talk about. It. I did you did everyone write all their congressmen, their senator, their representative? Write, text, tweet. Uh, send out a hot air balloon to them. Do everything you can to get a hold of, to the president. Tell them that we want to have gun control. Are you not on board with that, Chris Hardwick? I am on board with it. God damn it. That was a scary moment for me because then I thought, I might have to educate. What? <laughs> Dear um, Senator. Because um, I, I, I mean, I, I do, I feel so, uh, it, so, I feel like it, it has to be an uprising of the group that makes this change because it is just continues to be horrifying. Yeah, and we must uprise. Hopefully, we'll not. I mean, I don't know. It's such it's so, it's so overwhelming to even think about. I mean, the, the car country is so massive. Yeah, it's so massive. It's like, how do you begin? Like, where do you? It has to start on such a granular level. Like, how do you? How do you do it? Well, I think if we take up arms. Oh. Wait, Wait, Maria, that's the opposite of what you just... <laughs> you know, I you're one of my favorite people and, and certainly comedians, too. I, I honestly, uh, I always, I'm always jealous that, that that just this comedy just comes, comes so perfectly formed out of you. Oh. It just seems like it's just like, they're just it's just like these nuggets of just... 
It's just oh. perfect little jewels that yeah. come out. I feel like I have to slay. I'm just like, ah, that's dumb. Oh, oh, no. I got to go work that out. But oh, no, could no, you no, get no. these fucking perfect? No, no, no. I, I slaved over those too, Chris. I slaved and I rehearsed that. No, nah, it's too easy days. for you. No, like, thousands no. of times. No, and I, uh, right back at you. Like whenever I watch you do at midnight, it's just amazing. Like how you can, you can uh, just read all that new material. No, we're talking about you. We're talking about you. No, I am talking about you. Really? Anyway. Very angry. Uh, I'm very angry that you're trying to talk about me when I'm trying to talk about you. Well, the, uh, that's very that's very kind, and uh, it's, it's, that's the exciting thing I, I love about being in Los Angeles is just surrounded by people that are so in, inspiring and so good at their jobs. I remember one of the first open mics I went to in LA. I, you may have been at it. I'm sure uh, you were one of one of the first several I went to, and just being like, oh my gosh, everyone's good. Yeah, everyone's so good, and 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 or confident and uh, that makes up for a lot it was a good group yeah it was a really it was a really good group and people and the comics that are starting now are just starting at a whole new level like are just all beginning being very good like they don't seem to go through the awkward stage at all it seems like to me i I see so many comics around the country and i'm just like oh my god they're awesome (laughs) They you, must be stopped. Why don't you headline? Why don't you take the see? The new generation's not going to take I'm my chair. See how I'm doing this co co job sharing thing. Mm-hmm. See how I'm doing. I'm going to share time with a local yeah. comic. I also do open book accounting for uh, live shows where, um, well, with Jackie. Uh, I pay her a third of what I'm earning. So what the gross of what I, the net of what I'm earning, I pay her a third of that, and then I get the other two thirds because she's doing a third of the show. Right. So, because I thought I, that was interesting to me. I thought because I don't want it to. She does like, like twenty minutes. Yeah, she does twenty, and then I do forty-five. Yeah. And then I think that's fair. Anyways, it, I, I thought it was. Uh, it, it was meaningful to me in a numerical way. Well, it is because a lot of times when someone's opening for you, you know, like most people, it's a tr- they go, oh no, the opener can just get the opening act like seventy five dollars get- or something crazy yeah, like or, that. Yeah, and you just go, oh no, why don't this is where it needs to not just trickle down; it can right. actually flood down at this point. Yeah, because uh, I bought we bought our house outright. We have our house. Uh, we're, we're ready for retirement. Wow, it almost sounds like I have retired. What about the? You're missing out on the. You're missing out on the sweet kisses of monthly mortgage payments that are just there every month to give mm-hmm. you a hug. And- no, that was so funny. We paid off our mortgage, and the guy immediately was like, "Would you like to have a a home equity loan?" Uh. Well, excuse me. <laughs> like, do not understand what. We want you to pay for more no, money. No, we're just gonna put. We're just going to put more money in the bank, and we're just going to have that money. Hmm. <laughs> we're just going to have it. Can, can we have it? Yeah. No. no? Okay. No. no. no we're uh, we're we're going to live within our means. Yet our means do not define us. Live simply so that others may simply live, and that means one pair of pants for each of us. Make <laughs> it Sundays last. On Sundays we share. On Sundays <laughs> we, we share. share. You get a leg. I'll take a leg. Yes. Forty-two incher. <laughs> It works for us as a family. Marie Bamford, I adore you. I please come back on at midnight. Thank you. Thank you. you. Oh, of course. No, I'm grateful. It's a that's a that's a good earning job. And Lady Dynamite is on Netflix now. And honestly, everyone, if you haven't watched it yet, and I know a lot of people have, but if you haven't, you absolutely should watch Lady Dynamite. Yes. Yes. On Netflix. Yes. But take care of yourself. You know, if it's not your thing, uh, stand up, rise up. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I feel weird about saying enjoy your burrito. <laughs> that's how we end the podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Um, what do you What do you say? They say, I say buen provecho, buen provecho a su burrito. See. Si. See. Si. Well, habla español. Sí. Oh, muy bien. Eh, no mucho. María solamente. Uh, muy bien. <laughs> eh, yo puedo hablar solo en el presente. Eh, no, nada que ocurre en el pasado es posible para decir. <laughs> I can't say anything from the past, only the present. <laughs> I could, but I like to confine myself to present. It's, it's, I feel like it's the best way to live. It really is. I live in the now in Spanish. In Spanish. <laughs> That's why when I go, when I speak Spanish, I'm not anxious because I'm not worrying about the future or the past because I cannot communicate in those tenses. I only can communicate in present tense. So in Espanol, I'm muy bien. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. Back up. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like sure. to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This mother Lied like a liar. Like a liar. And if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal, or you love to hop in the Wayback Machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes, you should tune in to our podcast, Morbid. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.